Chapter Eight of Heroines of Travel by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. In the Holy Land. A few years ago, Mrs. George Sumner, with her husband and other members of her family, made a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. The story of that journey is told in a journal kept by the lady and afterwards published under the title of our holiday in the east after visiting jerusalem the party set out for jericho and the dead sea the bad government of the turk could not be more clearly proved than by the fact that travellers have to pay blackmail to the arabs to ensure their safety on payment of a certain sum a sheikh accompanied the party as a guarantee that the money had been paid he is thus described by mrs sumner the sheikh rode early into our camp on a little grey arab horse he was most picturesquely attired in a white shirt with long sleeves a garment of olive green thrown over his shoulders black embroidered waistcoat loose white trousers stuffed into high boots and a dead gold kaffir on his head bound round with a cord of camel's hair a couple of pistols in his sash and a scimitar by his side showed that he was ready for any emergency even in the route between jerusalem and jericho all the men they met seemed to be armed as if no man's life or property was safe every syrian had his gun slung over his shoulder a couple of pistols in his belt and a dirk or scimitar at his side even the shepherd boys were armed at the midday halting place the party was watched by about a dozen arabs armed with long guns one of these men was the father of the sheikh in charge of the travellers hanny the guide welcomed him with delight and kissed him with great effusion he then introduced him to the members of the party as a capital fellow the camp for the night was pitched close to the ruins of ancient jericho and in the evening a number of natives came from modern jericho and asked permission to perform their national dance for the amusement of the visitors the guide admitted that the proposed performance was not beautiful but shrugging his shoulders said they have their customs so permission was given mrs sumner was cautioned beforehand not to show any signs of fear no matter what she saw or heard and she afterwards admitted that the advice was not unnecessary for it was impossible to imagine anything more hideous wild and uncanny than even the appearance of their entertainers they looked like savages with their tattooed faces glaring eyes dark complexions and dishevelled hair the performance which took place by moonlight consisted of certain movements of the body and limbs to a low discordant chant 
the dancers clapping their hands to keep time suddenly the dancing of the women ended with a shrill cry and the men took their places brandishing their scimitars in fantastic fashion dangerously close to the heads of the travellers whom they wished to frighten but having been warned they showed no fear when the dancers had received the promised backsheesh they left apparently well satisfied on the following day jericho was visited and then the party turned their horses towards the dead sea on the way the sheik entertained them with an exhibition of desert horsemanship he executed a number of extraordinary manoeuvres galloping wildly first in one direction and then in another all the time brandishing his sword as if attacking or repelling an enemy suddenly a band of arab horsemen appeared on the scene and one of their number galloped up to the horsemen with wild and threatening gestures he held a pistol in his hand which he fired into the air when quite near and then recognizing hanny the guide shook hands with him he afterwards inquired who the travellers were and said that his threatening advance had been intended merely to frighten them this species of practical joke mrs sumner did not relish in such a place and it required a considerable effort to keep down an expression of natural alarm she says these incidents brought vividly to her mind the eastern proverb referred to in sir walter scott's talisman in the desert no man meets a friend the nearer the travellers came to the dead sea the more desolate the country became the sand was covered in some places with bitumen and salt and the whole surrounding plain was arid and dreary the dead sea itself though still and motionless looked very beautiful the intense silence had a most solemnizing effect the smell of the water was very disagreeable and its taste nauseous in the extreme salt bitter and burning fish which had been brought down by the river jordan were lying dead killed by the sulphur which impregnated the water mrs sumner bathed in the waters of the lake and such was its buoyancy that she was able to lie at full length and float without moving hand or foot she felt as safe from sinking as if she had been lying on her bed the guide told them that once when in charge of a party at that place two ladies bathed in the sea one of them managed somehow to lose her balance and swallowed so much water that she became unconscious hanny sprang in and brought her ashore restoratives were quickly applied but she suffered terribly from the effects of the poisonous water and for some hours her life was despaired of 
on the return journey the travellers were again intercepted by a band of arabs but were finally allowed to pass unmolested even the short road between bethlehem and jerusalem was not altogether safe not long before their visit a rich jew had been robbed and murdered on that road by an arab peasant on the way from bethel which they next visited they passed through the gorge known as the robber's spring as they climbed the rocky hill beyond this place they met a caravan of armed arabs one of them placed his camel across the path and scimitar in hand refused to allow them to pass hanny however insisted on going on and after a furious altercation the arab gave way and rode off muttering curses and imprecations against the travellers mrs sumner asked hanny if they would not be safer from attack if all the party carried arms but he replied that they were more secure without weapons of any kind then pointing to the pocket in which her husband carried his bible the guide said lady that is our best protection at singill near shiloh hanny warned the party to be very careful of their property as the place had an evil reputation the natives were in the habit of creeping out of their houses and robbing the tents of sleeping travellers often they simply introduced their hand under the tent curtain and carried off any article they could reach that the precaution was not unnecessary was proved by the fact that on the day after the sumner party left some travellers who encamped on the same spot were robbed of a considerable sum of money at nablus the ancient shechem the people who are chiefly mohammedan fanatics scowled fiercely at the travellers as they passed along they did not however dare to insult them openly that night the camp was watched by four turkish soldiers who kept up a series of signals all the time to show that they were alert and wakeful in this way carefully guarded and always on the watch for danger the travellers passed through the holy land and at length reached the coast in safety End of chapter eight